I was absolutely gobsmacked because I didn't know if Heather realised what she was taking on or how I might become. And I kept saying to her, are you sure? Are you, are you sure that this is what you're happy to do? Because I, I think it's a huge sacrifice. Um, I don't know what words to describe it really, but I couldn't believe that somebody loved me and cared for me enough that they would be prepared to look after me. When she was diagnosed with young onset vascular dementia, aged just 60, Chris Maddox initially thought her life was over. But with the support of her partner, she has rebuilt her self-esteem by immersing herself in the dementia movement and doing all she can for the cause, including raising awareness of the challenges faced by lesbian, gay and trans people affected by dementia. I'm Gareth Bracken, and I met a woman who has vowed to do what she can, while she can. Um, perhaps when you just sort of go fairly far back, just to sort of get an overview of your career, because I know you've had some quite interesting jobs, and perhaps you wouldn't mind just giving an overview of, of your working life. So I worked in CID, I worked on a, on a crime squad where we did surveillance, I worked in special branch. As an avid sportswoman who represented South Wales schools in the javelin, Chris originally thought that she would become a PE teacher. But instead she joined South Wales Police and spent 30 years in the job, mostly in CID. She also had a five-year secondment to Interpol in London during the 1990s. And her time in the force is also significant for another reason. Heather and I were both police officers and we've got a police rehabilitation unit where you can go to recover from physical injuries or if you've got some mental health issues. And Heather and I happened to be there at the same time, both having physiotherapy on, on injuries that we had. And we met there and that was about, was it eight years ago? 2006. Oh, two. 2006. So we kept in touch and we remained friends and then we started holidaying together and things. Chris now lives with partner Heather in Eastbourne, East Sussex. You know, I mean, Heather is just... Oh, she's going to have a big head now and not get out the door. <laughs> I mean, Heather is, is the type of person who just makes me feel very safe. She makes me feel very comfortable and I know that she loves and cares for me. Chris had three strokes in her 50s, which led to extreme fatigue, memory problems and difficulties finding words. By this time, she was working in law enforcement for the Environment Agency. After a spell off work, she returned part-time, but was struggling to cope, which put her job in danger. Suddenly, I couldn't remember how to get onto my email account. And then I was told to read up on policies and procedures because things had changed. And I was reading it, but nothing was going in. It was almost as though I was, was going in one year and out of the other. So I went back on the sick and um, they were going to dismiss me from work. But um, after some advice and speaking to management and human resources, they, they did uh, medically retire me from work. So Chris left her job in October 2016 but daily life was still proving a struggle. In the mornings, I had three things to do when I got up. One was to feed the cats, one was make myself a cup of tea, and the other was to take my tablets. And I used to find I'd wander from one to another, but not 
actually accomplish any of them. Now, even though Chris received valuable support from the Stroke Association, she still felt there was more to her situation, so returned to her GP. Much to my horror, my GP said that she was there for my physical health and not my mental health. And if she thought I had a problem with my memory, she would refer me to the memory team, but in her opinion, I didn't have a problem. So I left the GP surgery in tears because I thought, well, your GP is your first port of call. If I can't get help there, where do I go? As she was leaving the doctors, Chris saw a stand being set up by Alzheimer's Society, so spoke to a staff member who sent her valuable information about vascular dementia. I read the leaflet and I kept thinking, that's me, that's me, that's me. In late 2016, Chris was diagnosed with young-onset vascular dementia at an elderly care assessment unit, having not long turned 60, which devastated her. The doctor did say that he'd explained to me what vascular dementia was, but I can't remember anything that he said to me after the diagnosis. And I went home and I cried for three months because I thought I'd just been given a death sentence. And Heather was just so supportive without Heather's support and the support of my family. Um, I don't think I would have got through those three months very easily. I couldn't even speak to my next-door neighbours without bursting into tears or anybody I met. So I became a little bit of a recluse. When she eventually decided to contact Alzheimer's Society, Chris's call was answered by the same staff member she'd met at the GP surgery, who again provided vital information and support. Chris also attended the Society's Live Well With Dementia programme, which she describes as a real lifesaver. However, she was beginning to struggle with living on her own, sometimes forgetting to eat proper meals. That's when Heather suggested that Chris move from Cardiff to Eastbourne to live with her. I've never, you know, sort of shared a house with anybody before, so <laughs> I was thinking, oh, what if we don't get on or, or whatever. Um, but I knew that Heather understood me and understood the dementia um, far better than anybody else did. She just got it. Um, so I thought, there's nothing really to be worried about. And she encourages me. Some would say nag. <laughs> she also nags me sometimes too. Yeah, definitely. It's important that you've got people around you that support you and love and care for you. And basically when you love and care for someone, you'll ride the rough patches as well, really, won't you? So, to recap. Chris Maddox, a former South Wales police detective, was diagnosed with vascular dementia, aged just 60, after a series of strokes. This followed a terrible experience with an unsupportive GP who said she was only there for Chris's physical health. Feeling like she had been given a death sentence, a devastated Chris eventually turned to Alzheimer's Society for valuable information and support. After struggling with certain aspects of living alone, Chris moved in with her partner Heather in Eastbourne. Chris has set up two lasting power of attorneys, one for property and financial affairs and the other for health and welfare issues to give Heather the legal authority to make decisions on her behalf, if she needs to. Chris has, however, experienced difficulties getting the right support from the benefits system. Having retired due to ill health, her application for employment and support allowance was refused. Although she lost an initial appeal, this was later overturned at a tribunal. 
I wanted to do it because there are lots of people with dementia who wouldn't be able to go through that appeal and that, and that tribunal process. After deciding to get more involved in Alzheimer's Society's work, Chris joined a panel, now part of the Focus on Dementia network, to have her say on local and national issues affecting people with dementia. She has also given talks about her experiences, including one to members of the local Chinese community, and has sat on Alzheimer's Society job interview panels. By not working and not being able to do a lot of things, I started to feel useless. But whilst I'm able to do things, I want to do them because I want to help other people and it makes me feel useful and makes me feel better about myself. Chris is also contributing to an Alzheimer's Society project to identify and address the specific needs of LGBT+, that's lesbian, gay, bisexual and trans people, who are affected by dementia. But for somebody to feel comfortable and accepted as who they are in whatever situation, and if they knew that Alzheimer's Society was um, open and treated people fairly, and um, then it may not be such an issue for them to approach Alzheimer's Society if they've got a diagnosis of dementia. There's still a lot of assumptions out there, isn't there? Yeah, and there is still quite a lot of prejudice as well. But I think as long as Alzheimer's Society organisation gets it right, everything else will fall into place. Chris herself has certainly encountered situations that could have been better handled by the professionals involved. Yeah, and, and things like medical appointments. You know, if I go to a medical appointment and Heather's with me, um, people should perhaps just um, say, well, you know, who, who is the person that you're with? Um, rather than you having to explain it's your partner. Or if you say, turn around and say, well, actually, this is my partner, and then there's stone, you, you, you're fronted with a stone-cold response. It's awkwardness on the person's part. As well as dementia, Chris has been diagnosed with vascular Parkinsonism, where Parkinson's-like symptoms are caused by restricted blood supply to the brain. She was also recently told that she might have Parkinson's disease. But despite all of this, she remains determined to make a difference. I am very well aware that my lifespan probably won't be as long as it would be if I didn't have these conditions. But this is why I think that it's important to do things today because none of us knows what's around the corner for t you know, tomorrow. But that applies to people who, who don't have dementia and other health issues as well. As she reflects on her experiences and looks ahead to her future living with Heather, Chris reveals the major realisation that will define the rest of her days. You know, I'm 62 and I've always lived my life perhaps more as other people have expected me to live it. And now I'm thinking I've got to live my life for us and for what we want and what other people, what other people think. It's not that it doesn't matter, it's just that it shouldn't be a huge issue for us because we should be able to live our lives happily together regardless as to what other people think about it. Next steps. For our booklet, LGBT, Living with Dementia, 1511, and fact sheet, Supporting a Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual or Trans Person with Dementia, 480, See alzheimers.org.uk forward slash publications or call 0300 303 5933 
local rate. Use our online directory to find services near you. Visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash dementia connect. Young Dementia Network has produced a guide to help GPs recognise dementia in younger people. Visit www.youngdementiauk.org forward slash GP hyphen guide. This was a podcast version of the article called Source of Strength in the June-July 2018 issue of Dementia Together, the new name for Alzheimer's Society's magazine. Written and recorded by Gareth Bracken, produced by Nicola Leddy. For more magazine podcasts and links to other Alzheimer's Society podcasts, see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash DTM podcast. As well as print copies, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the print magazine or the CD, call 0330 333 0804, local rate.